once again to I Don't Get It, the Pop Culture Get Off My Lawn cast, 2024's Runaway Sensation, which features the open-minded musings of two late 40s curmudgeons staring in the prospect of entertainment relevance, coming back from a holiday yes. respite, a hiatus, as we say yes. properly. We've we, we been gone how many weeks, Bill? Oh, probably at least three and a half to four weeks at this point. I think our I last... Think a, I think four. I've, yeah, I've I think... heard from many people saying what happened to your podcast, when are you coming back? Yeah. Uh, hello, Mary Reeves. Every three days, she texts me another topic idea. So long as nobody so, listens to the podcast and actually gets the news we tell them about the break we're going to take, then then you know, that's really what's important, I think, is they can just like... Yeah, they, they, we they rely on us. Say, I know. They really, people do. They rely yeah. on us. And, and speaking of who they're relying upon, my name is Bill Scurry. I'm the founder and proprietor of America's Easier Enterprises, which are personal injury attorneys with your best interests in mind who will get you the cash compensation you're entitled to. Call now. We don't take a dime till you get three dimes or something like that. Is that right? something like that? Yeah. Someone said that. Or maybe that was an SNL parody. I'm busy um, uh, building my subway ads that go overhead. You know, that's like that, that long print ad that goes into in, right, yeah, right. the roof of the New York City with a, with a picture of some local newscaster and below it says compensated spokesperson. It's still John Rowland, right? From, from Fox. John even Rowland, though he died yeah. like 15, 16 Compensated years ago. spokesperson. Just in huge letters. Like, what's the point yeah. of it? Just as this guy, we're paying this guy to stand here and scowl at you, which somehow will encourage you to hire us. I, my, you Here's know, what, my, about, I actually have a, po- a picture of Roger Grimsby on my poster. That's how classic I want to get with it. That's a, that's a throwback for you New Yorkers out there. Here's the thing about like ambulance chasers like that, or maybe those guys are ambulance chasers, but like lawyers who advertise there, like, I bet a lot of those people really like do a good service. Like I'm going to get uncynical about them, partly because I'm going to get really cynical about our topic today and say like, let's say you genuinely do get fucked over by a business or the city or something and you don't have a lot of money and you don't have connections and, you know, you don't know a bunch of people who are lawyers. Like those people might actually like, you know, serve a little justice for you. Haven't you seen Philadelphia, Bill? I think the problem is, is that the uh, outscale amount of lawsuits that are, f- I don't know, the question is who we sit here and say what's frivolous and what's actually... Um, well, while the, the, isn't the whole idea of a trial or a judge to determine what is frivolous and what isn't? Yes, some some lawsuits are frivolous, but some aren't. The example of the the hot coffee woman, McDonald's, I mean, everyone gets that wrong, right? Yeah. No, of course, yeah, yeah. But then there's other, you know, like... It, this is a perfect example because it was just snowy in New York, for instance, and um, people. I, I, my my Twitter feel my Twitter feed was filled with people showing how the street was perfectly plowed, but the sidewalks in New York are completely. It's up to the residents and the store yes. owners. They and the fact they have to legally, they're compelled to keep the sidewalks clear because if the sidewalk is covered in ice, then and you slip, then that's where you start getting these lawsuits of like, well, I slipped in front of Katz's Delicatessen, right. therefore I'm going to sue Katz's Delicatessen. I'm going to sue them right. for, for punitive damages that, punitive that damages they're giving you. I'm giving you? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I tend to, I, I don't know if I've told this story in this podcast before. This is one of my favorite stories. I was called for jury duty once and the case was these women were suing, they were, they, they, they were, I believe they were immigrants. Maybe they weren't immigrants, but they were not wealthy. And I think they, English was not their first language. And they were su- They worked at some fancy like members only club and they were sexually harassed by someone who worked there. And they were suing both the guy who ra- harassed them and the club. And the club's defense was lawsuits are out of control. People are too litigious. So the lawyer was asking everyone in the jury box, don't you think people are too litigious? And the first woman says, oh, yeah, you hear about people suing McDonald's because they spilled coffee on themselves. And of course, the truth of that story is that woman was mutilated by McDonald's coffee and she only sued for medical expenses 
she was completely in the right, regardless of whether McDonald's deserved to pay $2 million for that. Well, that it, was not a frivolous It became a Johnny Carson punchline. That's essentially right. what it was. Anyway, so they, uh, the first person is, oh, yeah, people are too litigious. Don't next person. Don't you think people? Are, oh yeah, people. People sue for McDonald's coffee. Or I'm pissed off now, right? Because I know the truth of the story, and and they ask me, and I say what I honestly believe, which is no. I think people aren't litigious enough. And yes, there are frivolous lawsuits, but unfortunately, since the government doesn't do what it needs to do, I think suing big companies is one of the few ways to keep them in line. Generally, yes. Yeah. I think, yeah. So I overreact. I say, I think people aren't litigious enough. And then I go too far and I say something I believe, but I sh still shouldn't have said. I said, in fact, I think our country should have the death penalty for corporations. <laughs> hey, I thought you were going to say blacks and Puerto Ricans are ruining our country today. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> Good. And what I mean by that is, yes, not when McDonald's spills coffee or when someone slips on ice in front of Katz's delicatessen. What I mean is when like, BP or whoever destroys the Gulf of Mexico, I think the, the consequences need to be so I, basically the CEO or some top people need to be put in jail and the company needs to be liquidated. And the, the, the funds of the company, the value of the company needs to go to the victims. I, if, if corporations are people, my friends, and we have the death penalty for people when they murder people. So I say that, and of course, the lawyers freak out, and I was not picked for the job. Oh, I was going to say, how did the rest of your trial go? How did the, what was the verdict in the end that I'm sure you saw the way through to? Yeah, exactly. I've never, I've been in the box three or four times. I've never been picked for a job. I've only, only two, I've only been, vor, well, I was, I was voir dired once, and I was just dismissed from Center Street one time. So I never got very far in the jurisprudence oh, I, system. I'm called for jobs both in New York and San Francisco. You know, oh, you're, you're, you're out, you're, you won't be picked for six years. And six years and a week later, I get a notice. Every time. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it makes sense, right? It's because I vote. And not only That's that, why but you, should never you vote. and me are exactly the two guys they don't want on a jury. We, we are guaranteed to be dismissed from a jury every single time. Because I'm not sure about that. I don't know, man. I wish it was. Depends with the cases. Anyway, so. Anyway, so hi. Who, who are you? I, I don't even yeah, know who no. you are. You haven't, uh, we, we just met. The, you don't know my name, but you know I believe in the death penalty for corporations. corporations. <laughs> Uh, I am a capitalist, though. I'll say that. All right. My name is Noah Tarno. I'm founder and senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. I do own a small business. That's true. <laughs> and if I if I ever spill hundreds of thousands of gallons of oil in the Gulf of Mexico, you can... Oh, you can oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say hundreds of thousands of gallons of oil on some lady's lap. <laughs> well, I do that, too. I, I I believe society will be justified in putting me in jail and, and liquidating my business. Yeah, I think we should. I could say that now. Maybe in the heat of the moment, I will say it's not fair. Let's go to jail. But here's and, the thing, guys. We, we, yeah. we, we're not here to talk about crude oil. We're not here to talk about no. hot coffee. We're not here to talk about no. mutilated groins of the super aged <laughs> in America. We are here to talk about popular culture. This is our remit. Yes. This is our 24th yes. year in a row of doing it. We're very proud to. Uh, not quite. Well, all right. I'm not very good at math. It has been a long time, my friend. That's true. Two things I'm not good at. One is depth perception and that is math. So you guys are going to, you know, if you want to play, if you want to play. <laughs> Two big, things I'm not good at. One is math. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, we shake down something in popular culture. You know, here's the thing is that um, throughout the break, me and Noah are texting, are texting each other on the regular because we keep seeing topics that would come up but you know we're, we're just not going to do a show for like three or four weeks but we still like taking note of shit that we would talk about saying oh man if we were doing it just right after christmas we would talk about this we talk about that so here's what we're going to mix it up a little bit today because it'd probably just go a couple minutes too long 
Um, we're going to wind up talking about... Every podcast is too long. I know. And they always say that, too. They, every single podcast says we're going long. And it's like, you're the same length you are every week. I have no idea. I, I know a podcast. This dude sometimes goes three fucking... I mean, he's good, mm-hmm. but he'll go three hours if it's worth it. Oh, I was, but, on, a, you know. I, I was on a five-hour podcast last month. It happens. Good. God. Believe it. It was tough to do, but it was fun. Okay. What do you want? Anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna go through. There was like a quick little back and forth punch round of topics that we would have talked about, but have sort of warmed over. I mean, this happens every yes. time we take a break. But I thought, oh, let's have you know, Noah, so let's have some fun with it. But our lead topic is going to wind up being something that is still uh, in vogue. I think it's actually yes. probably at the perigee, but it's still worth discussing. So good word. Thank you, my friend. I'm not sure. I think it's. It's it's Every, hanging on a bit. Everyone in the fucking so you know, universe has one of these things already. Yeah, well, I don't, but okay. That's true, yeah. But anyway, so... All right, so 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 our speed round of topics. Yeah. Among the topics yes. we missed, let's start with something I was told about, Mary Reeves texted me about uh, in the New York Times. Bill, can you tell us about girl dinner? Girl, what do you think of girl dinner? Girl dinner is what a fucking woman eats. Like, it's such a non-specific... I a to, woman or a girl? I, I mean, look, come on. So I had to look this up, obviously. I'd never even heard it, but then when I realized, oh, I, the New York Times article you're talking about, there was a few other, like, Vogue's and Cosmo's. TikToks and... TikToks talk and the cut and things of that nature. Items on Friendster. Well, I guess the description I have here, which is worth saying, because I think this is... This needs a little more explication more than the other things we might be talking about. But, but it's like women across TikTok are showing their suppers, uh, which is to say snack plates, perhaps made by one person for the consumption and enjoyment of one person. Um, typical girl dinners may include, but not limited to, uh, some kind of fruit, block of cheddar, sliced deli meats, i.e. salami, a sleeve of fancy crackers, and a dish of olives. Girl dinner is, in the quotes, both chaotic and filling. As one TikTok commenter put it, requiring none of the forethought, cooking, or plating demanded by an actual meal. And another commenter said, it is no preparation, just vibes, Noah, vibes. This is not a thing. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't think this is a thing that people, when they're alone, make for dinner, just throw a few things together that don't need to be cooked. I mean, I do that. You know what my girl dinner is, is uh, Ritz crackers mm-hmm. with sliced cheese, yeah. uh, raw veggies. Okay. And uh, my typical dinner drink, which is a is, is a splash of juice and fill the rest of the glass with flavored seltzer. So that's that's trivia. That's, that's, that's my tri- girl. That's trivia host dinner. It's done. It's a, it's a trend yeah, right it's there. Done. It's vibes. That's it. Right. Like so, it's this whole idea. Like oh, if I don't need to cook for people, I keep it simple and you know it's filling. But and people are oh, it 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 plays into the myth that women are supposed to serve. So it's something wrong if they're not cooking a full thing. They'll cook a full thing for a man or a family. But if they're alone, it's they're not eating real dinner or that women aren't supposed to eat. They're supposed to eat tiny amounts and stay trim. And then, of course, people are criticizing it because, oh, in other cultures, this is there's nothing remarkable about this. This is just what people eat. I mean, frankly, I think there's nothing remarkable about this in our culture. So I, I I'm glad we're not doing this a full thing. I don't I don't think there's a real topic. Here. Yeah. Anyway, you guys you guys are make make not a thing. Lot of, okay. So yeah, not a thing. P- girl p- dinner not a thing. Not okay. p- pivoting pivoting on sorry pivoting. sorry our Mary. next subtopic pivot pivot topic. pivot yeah. So I think we're going to talk about uh, this would have been hot I guess two weeks ago we would have talked about the Golden Globes not for the any awards. <laughs> It was well. In particular, we're going to talk about. You know, we, we mentioned Joe Coy, the host of the Golden Globes, because Joe he Coy. he kind of ripped up the internet for a couple of days after the Golden Globes, and you know, right. it's weird because I normally I don't I don't watch these things, but I was actually in the states at the same time as um, 
the Golden Globes were, were airing. And so for the, for once, I would have been in the proper time zone to see them live. But I just said, oh, the Golden Globes aren't a real awards thing anyway. It's one of these things that's largely fictional. Even if they kind of would like try, try to repair the Hollywood Ford Press Association into a real entity, which it was not before, I just still don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. I don't know who their voters are. But Joe Coy, the host, bombed on, you know, like he, the jokes were shit. And he sold out the writers and he said, ah, oh, these weren't my jokes. I was just yeah. giving this stuff like Well, this was mainly ago. his opening monologue. He's a stand-up comic. Yeah. He's where's he from? He's from Vegas, California. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. He's anyway, a, he's, a he's pe- half he's a, Filipino, half white. Right. He identifies as Pinoy descent. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, and his I look you know, and he's a stand-up comic. He's successful. He sold out Madison Square Garden recently. Oh, he's huge. He's, he does very well. Yeah. So they have yeah. him host, and his opening monologue was was something like out of an open mic night. Yeah. It was bad. It was <laughs> yes, bad. Exactly. No, it was bad. And I, you know, I'd heard of this guy, and I never gauged with him. I've watched some of his videos online. He's fine. He's one of these stand-ups. Who I give him credit. He knows his craft. He's good. He yeah, makes sure. people smile and makes people laugh. You know, he's not a George Carlin or a Rodney Dangerfield. He's not reinventing the form or even a Taylor Tomlinson. These people who I think are exceptional who are happening these days. But there's nothing wrong with him. He was having an off night. It's a tough job. Some people who've done that have come to his defense. You know, people who've hosted events. I, yeah. I believe Steve Martin came to his defense. Yeah, it's a hard, hard job and. He screwed up, well, you know. I mean, that happens. Like my friend, my, you know, my he, friend he, Carlos. He failed. Said, Doesn't mean he's a failure. My friend Carlos said that it was one of these things where he had the opportunity while the crowd was going against him. The guy could have reached into his comedy tool bag and pulled yeah. out something where it's like you know you acknowledge your fail and you win the crowd back over, and it's like for some reason he floundered and went down with the ship, which no, is he, tough. He watched the monologue. It is not good, but yeah, whatever. Like again, uh, it's good these things are mini topics because this is basically a non-story the backlash against him is something that would never have registered decades ago without social media because it's you know a talented guy screwed up yeah. you know that's i mean he didn't have, i don't think he flat out offended a couple jokes that were a little mm, icky about barbie but like yeah nothing to cancel i don't think anyone's saying he should be blackballed from entertainment are they all right no pivot us to our next uh our next punchline topic here. <laughs> you're like you have no you have no response to that. no 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 whatsoever it's really okay all right. Uh, so our, our final mini topic is, and this is a topic I've been following for a few years, recently paroled, convicted, murder accomplice, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Yes. Is now the darling of certain corners of the social media and regular media world. She was on The View, and that got a lot of attention. So who's Gypsy Rose Blanchard, Bill, briefly? Gypsy Rose Blanchard was what apparently, I mean, I guess the easy- She's still alive. Yeah, well, but I think- Not her mother, gone. No, that's true. She's gone through some some metamorphosizes over the course of her life because she was this woman girl, this tiny girl who was mostly known for what I believe people accept as Munchausen by proxy. Oh, I think this is textbook case. I mean, I know, but there's still. I listened to a a few podcasts, so I know. And I know it's like there's people can you know like like anybody like they're they're, apparently they're doubting Scott Peterson. Like the Innocence Project is going for Scott Peterson again to overturn his life imprisonment sentence. So it's like as much as you think these things are open and closed, people will continue to chip away at you know at any sort of remaining doubt. But yes, it's like Gypsy Rose. Gypsy Rose's mom. What was her name? Dee Dee Blanchard. Dee Dee Blanchard, right. I so, followed this story a lot. There was a there was a Hulu miniseries called The Act. It was great. 
Yeah. Joey King is Gypsy Rose. And yeah, apparently Gypsy Rose didn't like it. And Patricia Arquette is Dee Dee. It's very good. It's a fascinating yeah, story. Yeah, it is. Yes. So the mom was essentially poisoning this little girl, keeping her sick. Torturing her child. For the money, for the for the attention. It's patho- It's pathology. It's not. It's yeah, really it's, psychological stuff. And yeah, so, yeah. She was, she was mentally ill. So yes. Gypsy Rose conspired with a, with a mail-order boyfriend or somebody she met online. And the guy right. came there and I believe he, what did he, hit her, beat her to death with a stick? He beat him with a stick? He stabbed her. Stabbed, he her? stabbed her? Yeah. In, in their country, yes. that's considered magic. Yeah. And so... <laughs> And, you know, the guy went to jail. Oh, he, he's the one that had the hand of the stick, but Gypsy Rose conspired. And yeah. so she did uh, what, She did eight of ten years. She served almost yeah. the he, entire So he's bit. in jail, no parole, rest of his life. Yeah. And she was uh, convicted as his accomplice. And she just got out after so she's, eight years. So now, I mean, yeah, right. It's like you can say there's a lot of extenuating circumstances. And you know she was, first of all, yes, the, the fact that she was played by Joey King five or six years ago in a really good Hulu miniseries. But she's exactly the kind of person who's going to like uh, Bonnie Parker. Like she's going to become a bit of a pop sensation. Like you said, her social media. Did, I saw there was, she's walking around Times Square in front of the gorilla, you know, uh, like, ah, oh, we're just we're just here shopping, taking in Broadway shows. And it's like she's living a life. She, even though she, what is she, 32 years old, 33 years she's old? She's in her early 30s. Now. She's She looks elfin. She still sounds and looks elfin. It, her childhood was, her yes. mother treated her like she had every disease under the sun. Yeah. Shaved her head, kept her in a wheelchair, gave her a feeding tube. Removed, you know her, removed her teeth. A lot of her, removed her, her salivary glands. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, she I'd was, be surprised if she doesn't have serious lifelong medical problems. Because I'm sorry, I I have I'm interested in Munchausen by proxy. I know your wife is. Yes, she is. She's got experience dealing with those people. Mm-hmm. These people are not just sad, sick people. They are torturing. Oh yeah, yeah. Their children. If it's, if it's a horrible if it's a, pathology, it's it, fucked it, up. These yeah. people. It's a pathology. But but Dee Dee Blanchard. I'm not saying she deserved to be murdered, but you know. A lot, a lot more people who deserved it less. Yeah. How about that? So this was of the topics we came up with. This definitely would have been one I think would have had the meatiest. Uh, I mean, also yeah. kind of un, unalloyed, unvarnished opinion in one direction. I believe there's really only one way to feel about this. If you're me, but well, I, 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 I don't agree, and that's why it's a semi-topic. And actually, I think we could have done a whole episode about this because what's happening is she's out there doing the media tour, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. She's becoming an influencer. Yeah. And people's reactions are very odd. They're treating her like a hero. And to her credit, I think she, she's, so I heard a clip of her on The View and it was kind of shocking. She comes out there, she's saying, look, I want to read, I want to help people who are in my situation and let them know that, you know, help them get out. I got out the wrong way. So learn from my mistakes. That's cool. So she's on that. And one of those View women, Joy Behar or whatever, she's, Gypsy Rose says, I did it wrong. And Joy Behar says, well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> and Gypsy Rose says, I murdered my mother. Awesome. And she's like, oh yeah, other than that, other than that. I just think she's become this cause celeb and I can't blame her for taking the opportunity. I mean, she's got to make a living now somehow. Well, she, right? has to, she has to reinvent her life. You know, she has to become the she person. She has to reinvent her life. So yeah. I don't blame her, but I think making her to her hero ah, that's is a little creepy. It's, it's a little creepy. It, it is. It's parasocial, the whole, all that shit again. Right. Anyway, we would have been a lot to talk about. But no, I want to give you a surprise yeah. pivot at the very end. No, I want to talk, okay. about, I want to talk about something that is a hot topic. Okay. COVID reinfections, my friend. It's happening. Everyone <laughs> loves it. Everyone's doing it. It's, it's happening the, everywhere. It's, the, it's yeah. happening everywhere. So, so I'll get, I am currently suffering from my second bout of COVID. Uh, my first bout was more intense, but quicker. I was in more pain, but it was over and done with after like two and a half days. I'm, uh, I'm like three days in, man. I do not feel good. Yeah. It's a different uh, variant, I'm sure, you know. I'm sure, uh, you know, 
I, I part of the mistake is I, I mean, I was working through it. I'm in a real heavy work season, so that can't be helping. Yeah, it's not fun, dude. It's not fucking fun. But uh, that's life now. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, I was in New York. You've had, wait, have you had it at all? I had, I had it one time. I had it in, okay. I want to say 22. Yeah, 20, fall of 22, I had it. Um, not, not, not since then, but I, I was flying into New York. I spent a lot of the holidays on the East Coast just when there was a giant spike. And I was looking down the barrel, a lot of socializing, a lot of parties, staying at a fucking hotel in Manhattan on top of that. Uh, and then uh, while I was there, I, I drove to Worcester, Massachusetts. I, I flew down to West Palm Beach. I mean, I was all over the East Coast and doing a lot of weird shit anyway. And it's like, I thought, oh, this, this for sure is going to be a recipe for disaster. And I know a lot of people who, get, who were getting sick and reported that they knew people who were sick. And somehow I managed to, to dodge the bullet. I have no idea. But yes, it's a, it was a huge thing. And, you know, our cities, our American cities are being laid low by this. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crushing, um, there's a UFO like an in Independence Day, Noah, shooting a laser down the center of town, yes, it's, laying waste. It's exactly the same as that. You know what? I think the reaction is similar. I, one, one of the best reviews I saw of Independence Day, I don't remember where it was. They said, like, this movie's ridiculous. At the end of the movie, mil yes, you know, humanity wins. Millions are dead and they celebrate like they won a volleyball game. Yeah. Robert Loggia is happy. He takes the headphones off and pumps his fist. Oh, that's right. There was know. Robert Loggia. And yeah. Bill Pullman is president. And yeah. Jeff Goldblum is the nerd. Mary McDonald is the, the woman. That, oh, the, the Marsha, Marsha, not Mason. Uh, Marsha Blackburn. But our real topic today, we're going to dig in here, is, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the Stanley Cup. Now, I'll yeah. tell you, with scoring talents like Marsha So and Eichel and a solid captain in Mark Stone, the Golden Knights just had more finesse on their side than the Panthers. <laughs> so I thought it was a pretty exciting five-game Stanley Cup, especially since the team had such a connection to their hometown of Vegas. You know, they've only been they've only been there a few years. They were homegrown in Vegas and didn't come from another city. And, you know, so it was really nice that they clinched the cup in their home arena. So, yeah, the Stanley Cup. That's what I think. You know, Mary Lemieux took the Stanley Cup into his swimming pool back in 1991. It actually turned green as it had a terrible reaction to the chlorine in the swimming pool. And they never allowed people to is do that. Is that true? It is absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I made the effort to actually refer to the most recent the current Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. You dig back to 1991. Exactly. By the way, the one period of my life where I watched hockey. So let's talk about. I was I was in the riot. This is one of my moments of glory. I was in the riot in the streets of Montreal after the the Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley Cup in 1993. It was a good uh, team. I left before good, violence broke out. It was. Fucking fun as hell. Yeah, no, that was that so was that awesome. was that was a great Canadians team. They had a really good team. That oh my! But walking down the street, high fiving everyone. We had the time of our fucking lives. That's it. This is why it's so fucking confusing. So we're talking about Stanley yeah. Cups, not the Stanley yes. Cup. We're not talking about hockey, but I know. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's, it is not, in fact, what Noah said, the highest ice hockey no. honor in North America, but rather a, a confusingly named consumer artifact, which has been lighting up the market and social media for weeks now. So I mean. God fucking forbid that we actually wind up do, doing an episode about the NHL in the future because we're going to get fucked on SEO. I'm positive of it just because how are we going to press an episode without seeming weird? Anyway, but this is um, the detritus uh, of a 1913 uh, William Stanley Jr. project. The, the technician, the inventor, uh, engineer, he created an all-steel vacuum flask known as the Stanley Bottle. As a, as a result of his work with Transformers, which was a lot of vacuum tube material. Yeah, that more was, than meets the eye, folks. That's true. This one just transforms into a piece of garbage in, inside your drawer that you forget about after a while. 
so he discovered that during the welding process, he you know you could you could use this vacuum technology to insulate a vacuum bottle with it, with steel instead of glass because you know transistor tubes were glass, but he just pivoted to steel. A lot of pivoting going on. So fast forward to 2016. This is really what matters. And, and Stanley introduced a 40 fluid ounce quencher bottle. Now the quencher's early sales were not quencher quencher. They were not substantial, uh, and the company pretty much stopped restocking in 2019. But after working with the Buy Guide, B-U-I, Buy Guide, a, a, a female-run B-U-Y. blog. B-U-Y. B-U-Y. You said B-U-I. Oh, that's a, that would be a Dutch word, buoy, I guess, or bow. Buoy Guide. Bow. Yes. A, a woman-run blog based in uh, Utah, of course, because all the roads of uh, commerce go through Utah. Uh, they sold 5,000 quenchers, uh, you know, through this, this one bit of influencers, you know. Um, the company resumed production with an array of colors. So this product, this new, this new, this new uh, reinvented product, Stanley's most successful item among female customers, no less, has propelled the annual sales of this company, the hardware company. Stanley, the guys from the hammers and the fucking screwdrivers and the, the, the drill machines. All no, it's shit. a different company. It's not the same as the tool company. Yeah, it is. Sure it is. No, no. The Stanley Tool Company is now owned by Black & Decker. Mm-hmm. No, this is different. I'm is, telling you, I, I read something that, that conflated them, but no, this, the company that makes Stanley uh, coolers or whatever we're going to call it, Stanley flasks is not the same. It's not as, an arm of the hardware company. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. All right. No, I mean, I look at that. I'm not going to. Let's double check. Yeah. Stanley bottle, William Stanley Jr. Right. Creator. Stanley is an American brand of food and beverage containers. So weird. Okay. okay there is nothing here about Stanley Black and Decker. No. Whereas Stanley, Black and Decker, I tell you, Black knew his stuff, but Decker was a Decker was an asshole. He was a fucking Uh, asshole. Stanley Black and Decker, formerly known as the Stanley Works, is a Fortune 500 American manufacturer of industrial tools and household hardware. Wikipedia says you are wrong. All right, fine. Great. I'm sure everyone else is fooled too. All right. So forget about the forget about the screwdrivers. Forget about the hammers. Just let's just focus on what what, what matters is coolers and drink material, that sort of thing. So th- their annual sales went from 70 million in 2019 to get this. 750 million in 2023. Talk about growth. That. that guy should get his own private island somewhere, whoever the CEO of the company was, because that's what that's how things should work. That's the proper reward structure. So um, the company has sold quenchers in collaboration with Starbucks and Country Western Singers and blah, blah, blah. All these collabs have sold out quickly. And, uh, you know, since a, a successful influencer marketing campaign for the quencher bottle in 2019, uh, they've sold more products to women than men. They, that, that is one thing for sure, is that it was known as the thing that you would bring on a fishing trip. Both the cooler and the mug itself was the province of men and pickup trucks. But they now this is a company that sells uh, consumer artifacts, post-consumer waste to women. Uh, that's their major business, of course. And, and girls. That's a big okay. part of it. Yeah, women and girls. Clear. And girls, by the way, are the younger form of women. Uh, they eventually... Oh I, I, oh, I didn't make that connection. If you put a little uh, little uh, uh, fertilizer on them and some water, they eventually grow into full, full-blown human beings. So. I mean, that's kind of... True. In a, in a I guess, I guess right. So a year a year later, after 2019, uh, you know that benchmark of sales, the company hired Terrence Riley, who was the Crocs guy, the fucking guy, who somehow managed to make rubber gardening sandals, the de rigueur artifact of footwear in uh, the United States. God knows how that happened. So then the sales of quenchers rose from 200. They rose 200, and not, not from 275 percent, but they rose 275 percent from 2020 to 2021. And, you know, if you look at the shit now, you'll see that there was a Valentine's Day theme bottle came out in December just recently. It caused a frenzy. This was the fucking social media shit. If you're following it at home, 
Uh, people had no shortage of video of bad behavior at Target stores where people were either camped out, you know, for days camped and days. Camped out for freaking water Camped out for bottles. water bottles. And, and there there is more than one video of people either squabbling in front of the closed doors at like dawn and or outright fistfights and fisticuffs inside the Target store. You know, that's, this is some Black Friday, be, you know, behavior happening in the hall just for a limited, you know, two, two, limited two per, two per person, uh, that kind of bullshit. Anyway, I, I honestly, I was generally unfamiliar. These things don't really happen in, in the Netherlands. They don't really have Stanleys here, as you can imagine. And, and, you know, so some of this like low hanging shit that you need target stores and, and, and places where you would see this point of purchase. I just don't have access to them. So I would have to look on this uh, through social media essentially to find the phenomenon. But no, I don't know. Maybe maybe you actually did see this as a point of purchase somewhere I, in your fine, I, fair, I fine city. I, I didn't. And it's ironic. I just I just bought a new water bottle the other day at um, Sports Basement. Uh, just because they have a lot of water bottles. But the point is, I did. I I had seen, oh, there's something about the Stanley Cup, not the hockey thing. And I had no idea what it was. And then someone suggested we talk about it as a topic. And then we said, let's talk about it. So even though I have been in the United States in the market for a water bottle, this didn't, you know, enter my transom. Um, all right. So this is clearly a fad. Look, drinking water is good. I mean, Eight glasses a day is a bit of a myth. We we get our you know we get our uh, hydration through various ways. You know, a no, cup of coffee. It's eight glasses of red wine a day. No, you read that wrong. It's eight glasses of Volvoline a day. <laughs> uh, water is good. You know, I'm glad that that lesson has sunk in in society. I'm sure people didn't drink as much water in the '60s, right? Uh, and apparently, this is a well-designed item. You know, it keeps things hot for many hours, keep things cold even longer. It is well, you know, people talk about how the handle's good and it's spill proof and the bottom is smaller so it fits in a cup holder and in any car and, you know, the lid is versatile and it comes with its own straw and, you know, it is, let's give it credit, it is a well-designed, useful, valuable product. Um, but yeah, the, the, the mania for it is just out of control. This is clearly a fad. A thing that's popular because it's popular, you know, we'll, we'll get to more of that, you know, later. Uh, also, it's just crazy because, like, yes, it comes in different colors, but it's not flashy and it doesn't really have a style worth speaking of. You know, those things kind of make you understand why a fad becomes I think about the fads when we were kids, right? Remember how crazy we went for Garbage Pail Kids? Yes, I do. But Garbage Pail Kids, you know, regardless of what you think, they were disgusting. We're funny and clever and well drawn by Art Spiegelman. So you know? wacky but packs this, were good too. Remember them? Wacky packs were the best. Also, Art Spiegelman. So um, there's like nothing to this. This is pop. This is this might be one of the purest examples of popular because it's pop. It reminds me of Supreme, by the way. Yeah, that's definitely going to come up. Yeah. Same thing in a way. At least this has value. Like I said, utilitarian sense. So literally, it's just the brand. You're just buying the brand. I'm sure you could get a water bottle just as good, probably in the same shape, without the Stanley label. It's like when Cronuts were big in New York. Remember 20 years ago or 10 years ago when Cronuts were big and people waited online? You could have gotten the same, you know, tasty donut in any other place for half the price and no wait. Um, it's literally just the brand. There's a great quote in the, um, there's a Slate article about it. And they talk about, I mean, this is really big among middle school kids. You know, the people are using it. The the um, the Slate article is headlined, The 40-Ounce Bully. 
how it's really like the cool kids have Stanleys, the uncool kids have fake Stanleys. You know, people are getting them just to fit in. So they talk to this middle school girl and she says, I don't really drink out of it at school because we have to ask for bathroom passes. Meaning if I drink so much, I have to go to the bathroom a lot. So like even the utilitarian aspect is, is thrown away. This shit is awful, the jockeying for status. It's what made my childhood painful at many junctures. Uh, it's interlaced with the anxiety that I still struggle with. And it infects our society. It's the, the one-upsmanship, the I need to be cool, I need to be dominant, I need to fit in. Um, it's what keeps us as a society from solving our problems, which, you know, my thing, I think our society, our problems are completely solvable, but we just refuse to because we're selfish and petty. And this is a microcosm of that. So it's, it's terrible. There's a, you sent me that article from the cut, which was helpful, but I read the comments on that. And the first comment, I got to read my, the first comment in that cut article. Someone said, I've got middle school twins, but I'm raising them better than this. The planet's on fire. We don't need this shit. That's a good comment. Yeah. It's a good comment. So no, I, I don't like this. Uh, you know, the first mention I did see of this, again, not having seen it as a point of purchase, not in, not the Starbucks collaboration, which was bubblegum pink uh, a la uh, Barbie, Barbie theme kind of thing. They had not, owing nothing to Barbie other than just having the, the pink frenzy. Um, I saw a TikTok video on some i mean it was carried over on twitter must have been about two or three months ago now of where a lady was digging around in the scorched remains of her melted kia like her car actually burned and oh i heard about this in the console in the center console she actually like pulls out from the melted it's a metal uh it's a metal stanley and she you know like it cracks and it buckles as she pulls it out of the melted console and as she shakes it there's still ice inside. Of course, that could be that could be some fuckery. She could have unscrewed the cap. I don't fucking know. Or maybe yeah, it really it did. Fun. Maybe it really did survived a fucking car fire with the ice still intact. I, I think it's a good product. I think it is a. I'll it, tell you it what. It's a good product. If if in fact you could burn a Kia down to the ground and the fucking water bottle still keeps ice. Why don't in, they make the whole Kia out of the water bottle? No, you know what? Like honestly, that would be more impressive than most Catholic miracles I've heard about. I'm not even fucking. <laughs> I'm not even fucking shitting you, okay? But so you think this? You think the video is fake? Uh, is it possibly it's fake? But you know, the 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 coda to that is that the CEO made a rejoinder video saying it's like we're so glad you're safe. We're going to send you a bunch of um, stuff from us. Also, we're going to reimburse you for the cost of your car because it's almost like Nathan Apodaca. Oh, it was like Nathan Apodaca with the uh, cranberry juice. It's oh like, yeah, it, it's you gave us so much good advertising. It's worth it. To yeah, give you right. A, you're safe, car, and you yeah. give yeah exactly. It's like oh, we're gonna we're gonna look like we're gonna look like swells here for doing that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, refer, refer back to the Nathan Apodaca episode, everybody. But I think I think you bring up a good point. I think smart marketing. Well, we'll get into that why, but I think the companies handled this craze very, yeah. very wisely. But I had no idea that this was already uh, kind of like the, you know it had been rolling on for years. I mean, even when I was in New York, apparently, still this was still a thing. You know, um, they may sell these here, but I just you know we don't have kind of like a commercialism like giga cults essentially where people go out and buy things. They, they're not lining up. They're not queuing up for a, a thing. I've not seen it. I've referred to. I've not heard it. Is a cultural thing. None of my friends here say that, oh, this is a thing I heard people line up for in some other city. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I'm just saying it's like it is specifically a very American thing as we associate, you know, maybe it happens in the UK. Maybe these things could fucking happen in Portugal. I don't know. But it's, it's you know, in, in some ways it almost stands out in bigger relief being here in, in the Netherlands because it just it's so kind of like 
consumerism and conspicuous consumption -y. Uh, as like you said you said supreme that's a perfect example of, of, of like a comp of, of what you'd say here um and again i'm not trying to like god up the people in the netherlands because they fucking you know voted in racist uh, uh demagogues into the into the hague so uh, this is not a holier than thou situation uh but no i'll, I'll clear this off by saying it's like you know we, we're talking about the price point of this thing which i uh, do we mention that it's 40 uh 40 yankee dollars so far yeah it's 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 exp i mean when i bought this new water bottle i was surprised how expensive water bottles have gotten but 40 is 40 would be the high end okay so compared to what i was looking you at. look at some of the heat and some of these you know look at tiktoks so there's these blonde mormon moms who are talking about these things and there are young girls that are camping out and it's it's you know they're, they're they're running out there as many as they can put their arms around. They're buying multiples for their cars, multiple for their drawers. Noah, tell me how the fucking economy is doing terrible under Biden again. If everyone is going nuts for forty dollar mugs. This is the cup that we got our daughter for Christmas. This is not a Stanley. This is a nine ninety eight Walmart cup that she said she thought was cute. She is nine years old. On the second day back to school after Christmas break, she comes home. She's not crying. She's just upset. The girls, all the other girls in her grade, I'm not saying all, maybe she said nine, 10 of them, all got Stanleys for Christmas. And they made sure to let her know that this is not a real Stanley, that this is fake and it's not as cool. Why this of all things causing a mania, inspiring, you know, a million TikTok videos, right? Why do people care? Why are people camping out? Why are, you know, little girls, you know, mentally torturing each other over who has what <laughs> kind of water bottle? Why are Mormon women in Utah, you know, showing off their collect? By the way, way to miss the point of a reusable water bottle by buying 40 of them. It's the like, tote bag problem again, the plastic tote bag problem, the right, reusable exactly. tote bag issue. It's, you know, you just buy 30 of something that you're supposed to reuse over and over again. Uh, so, so why, Bill? Well, this is a, obviously it's a piece of targeted post-consumer post waste, not commuter waste, post-consumer waste. It's it's designed to appeal to, in, in this case, I have no problem saying this because this is a targeted market. Bored, suburban, either Christian or Mormon, car culture ensconced Caucasian older ladies, or younger and older ladies, who, who essentially lap up the marching orders of TikTok influencers. It is not limited to this, but it is broadly this. It, I mean, and that is... What you see, if you look, if you probe this thing at all on any kind of social media, you will see those are the influencers who are pushing this. And you want to talk about people who are swinging a bat of consumer influence. It's like that is quite literally the way to turn something into whoever fucking said, let's go overnight for these, the, the buy guide, you know, or these people very particularly, they found the right people. And all you needed to do was kind of give it a little shove. And, you know, that's it. You have this, you have this, this gigantic consumer cult of people who don't need it have one already you don't need six and you know then it, it rains down to the phenomenon you're seeing of, of kids in school who are getting teased for having the fake one that was one one such video i watched where the girl was sort of getting pilloried it's like you know that's not a branded stanley mug and so it's like you must be poor you don't have the right thing it's fucking disco girls all over again we don't have the right brand or the right piece of the of the of the, the whole thing you know but it, like it, it's this is this is this is divorced from the utility of the thing itself you know and i and i said before that i think it's the parody of the thing because it's its popularity is sort of apexing, not unlike Noah Pogs or, or copies of Rob Liefeld's X-Force number one, simply because I think you have market saturation. I mean, most everyone has one or multiples already. I can't imagine that this is a contracting. And that's, again, when you live by this particular, you live by the cup, you die by the cup. I mean, this is as positive as I'm going to get about it. I said, I think as a product, it's a well-made product. It gets the job done. And, and you know, sometimes I think it feels like in our society, we don't get enough of those. Like how frustrating is it 
when we run into products that are just junk. And we're like, how? I mean, I especially feel that as a, you mean as like, a small business like owner. You mean like Boeing airplanes, for instance? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but no, I always get this attitude when I hear about this shit. Like, how do you, you know, forget look at yourself in the mirror in the morning. Like, how do you still have a business if you're so lax in the basics, keeping the door on the fucking plane? Yeah. Your, uh, your I QA years shit, ago, yeah. I, so when my previous cat was dying, she was in her waning days and I had to give her a lot of medicine. And the thing that set me off was I had to squirt this little medicine in her mouth and they gave me, the vet gave me like these two little plastic syringes. The syringes broke almost immediately. I had to order a big bag of 50 syringes online, which by the way, my cat died before I could use hardly any of them. So if you need little syringes, I got them. Um, the thing broke instantly and I flipped out. and like, how is this a product? How is something that breaks instantly a product? So when a product works, I think it's sometimes really refreshing. You know, we compare it to Supreme, Supreme is nothing. Supreme is a t-shirt. You can get that anywhere. This is a good water bottle. Or you know something that drives me nuts is Beats headphones, right? The fad for Beats headphones, which I guess the design is appealing, but people always talk about how they're actually bad headphones, mm-hmm. right? I have like heard they this. don't yeah. yeah. They don't I don't know whatever the qualification for the sound whatever isn't as good with Beats as with others. But no, if you want a water bottle, apparently this is a good water bottle. So that's why Right, that's good. Um, I give these people the Crocs guy or whoever credit for handling the fad well. You know, they they saw the buy guide came to them. The buy guide women came to them. They said okay. They brought them in as affiliate marketers, which means the buy guy gets a, a kickback. Uh, they work with Starbucks. They came out with all the different colors, a lot of which you know stereotypically appeal to women. You know, they they took the ball and ran with it. I, I'm reminded when we talked about slime years ago, how smart you know the Elmer's glue company was. To like, mark, hey, use us for slime, right? I mean, that is good marketing. I wish I had a marketing person. Yeah, especially like turning a country, a, a company that's like a century old into some sort of new form. Right. Yeah. Sure. So why is it popular? I mean, yeah, it's popular because it's popular. Influencers got a hold of it. But the, the, the company made the most of their opportunity. And it's a good product. It serves its purpose well. I mean, it's, it's gone beyond its purpose in insane ways. But, you know. I think that helps. Guys, this is insane. Look at this dupe, stupid. Get him, get him! Stop him, stop him, stop him, stop him! Yeah, stop him! I didn't touch him, I didn't touch him. Stop him! Stop her, stop her! He just stole that cup and beat up security. Oh my God. Noah, would you have liked uh, the Stanley Cup and all of its myriad winners over the years from yes. the original six teams to the uh, expansion yes. teams in the West? Would you have liked them as a kid? Right. So when I was in high school, I lived in Montreal, Canada, and I became a hockey fan because like, you had to if you were a boy in Montreal, at least then. And I'd watch hockey games and they were fun. And like I said, I got into it when the Canadians won the Stanley Cup. But like I left Canada and after six months, I know I'm like, yeah, I'm a hockey fan. I'm a fan of the Canadians. After six months, I realized I hadn't thought of hockey once. Yeah, that's how it happens. <laughs> so I realized it was more a social thing. Um, no, well, my first impulse was to say I wouldn't like this because it's a girl thing and I was constantly monitoring my own masculinity, right? Because I, I had anxiety about it. But then I started remembering like before I hit puberty and I wasn't so like concerned about being a man like how i did fall in for some female trends i got my parents to buy me a benetton shirt remember those that's girly i didn't know that was girly at all what oh, what you'd call girly okay all right i think that was girly i think that was girly or probably gonna grow up to be gay okay uh, I which see, i was I worried see, about that see how too, you're see how you're right? angling in it yeah right so 
I don't know. I mean, I guess if I were in like elementary school, because I definitely did go in for fads, you know, uh, I might have gotten one, but I don't know. Certainly by middle school or high school, I would have I would have gotten a water bottle that was so like the one I have now, which is just this utilitarian silver one. With so black an aluminum thing. flask. Yeah. Aluminum flask. Mother. Well, I got it for free. It's got a sticker of San Diego on it. I got I'm, in the gift bag of the wedding I went to in San Diego. I'm looking at the camera. I can confirm it. There's a silver flask that says yes. San Diego, America. And then I Just letting you know. bought a new one because I forgot I had this one. So now I have two. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe if I was younger, but not by the time I had to be a man at age 11, probably. I'm truly baffled by how the younger me could have been hooked into a consumer cult by a drinking vessel. End of story. It's just that simple. Everybody's so concerned about if the Stanley spills. But what about the milk? It's in a fire yesterday. It still has ice in it. Is there any way in which the Stanley tumbler, the quencher, 40-ounce Stanley Cup non-hockey version, any way that the, it's, the mania, it's popularity is a sign of the apocalypse. I get fired up, man. Every time I see this shit, I, I have that knee-jerk reaction of feeling real shame at my fellow fellow humans. Or I should say my fellow Americans, if you want to call it this, because of the videos. You know, there's, there's some real, the, the, the ugly imagery, the videos, the message that's coming out of some of these people who are, you know, uh, consumer item hunters and collectors and, and scourers and resellers. Those are those are really ugly uh, impulses, I think. And of course, you know, that stuff all I need to see is one video and it makes me feel like this is a gigantic, horrible trend rather than just, you know, a, a thing that's always happened all the time. Again, you mentioned already uh, Supreme is perfect. The, the line and I saw it when I was in New York over the holidays. There's always a line outside Supreme down up, up down um, uh, whatever the fuck Lafayette Street, wherever the the Supreme shop is, it's you know it's preposterous, and it's like that's always happening, and you know I mean that's that's no different. At least you can get a fucking bottle with a, a useful industrial design from these people. Is you know Supreme, you just got a t-shirt or a brick or a skateboard deck without wheels or some bullshit. So I mean I I start off by being angry, and you know then I I it, then I realize it's like oh hang on a second we've talked about this shit before. I mean we wouldn't even need to have talked about this shit in order to have make a you know to make a a, a tampering, a, a tamping down of, of, of the impulse, you know, like the target aisle fights are bad. And it's like, I think target aisle fights are a sign of the apocalypse, not the bottle itself. I don't want to blame this thing that people can actually use as opposed to the impulse people have to do stupid things, you know, sleeping outside on a, a fucking parking lot somewhere in Minnesota or, or, or Missouri or wherever the fuck these videos are, are taking place, you know? Um, I mean, it's, I always get a little sad because this is another piece of junk. It's another piece of plastic that we're just going to fill into landfills. Going Again, going back to your point about it's like this obviates some of the idea of reusable shit if you're just buying piles and piles of plastic that you're not going to use. And it's like you're netting out at the same amount of junk even if you're not using plastic cups. It's like, well, you bought six of these and this, this is this – is, you know, 75 plastic cups. And so what's the advantage for having done this? It's just more junk. Um you know, and, 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 you know, I think that when I have my notes here, you know, this, this stuff is simply settling into another piece of syrup and trash that you fill up your hoarded home with causing only more consternation among your adult children as they must liquidate your vast collection of useless artifacts after you're dead. My mother recently told me how <clears throat> my parents are starting to entertain the idea of selling their house and downsizing. 
part of my reaction was, well, that would certainly help me if you got rid of all your stuff. Yes, exactly. That's a good point. Before I had to. Yeah. I'm in favor of this. Yeah. I'm in favor of me not having to figure out what to do with all your glass art. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it waste is a big thing. You know something, Bill? I often say on the show that I go easy on certain things I don't like in terms of apocalypse because I say, look, this has always happened. Fad, like fads. Fads have always happened. They always will happen. I mean, I'm sure there are fads like this in the 1800s, right? This has happened since time immemorial, but I'm modifying that. I just read a really terrific book. It's called Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. He's a British professor, and it's called A Brief History of Humankind. And he basically talks about how humans, and he includes, you know, earlier the, you know, Neanderthals and Homo erectus as humans. And he refers to our species as sapiens. How did we win out and all that? And he goes to the present day and the possible future. And he made me realize that time immemorial, as I call it, people being people, is, you know, it's not as long as I thought. He talks about the cognitive revolution, which happened about 50,000 years ago, which is when humans first really became self-aware in a way that let them, or sapiens, I should say, in a way that let them, you know, industrialize and become the one species and all that. So I'm willing to bet shit like this is only about 50,000 years old, which is a relative drop in the bucket when you consider the history of humans, yeah, all right. let alone the history yes. of the Earth. Glacial and or sidereal time. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yes. Right. So this is, even if this, this shit was happening in the 1800s, the 1700s, the 1600s, it's still a new phenomenon. So yes, it's new. It's going to kill us. So this is my thing before, like... If we're obsessed with bullshit fads and excluding people and buying dumb shit that has no value or very little value beyond the name, this is what's going to kill us because we're not going to focus on actually making life better or saving our asses. Hey, Danielle. My name is Terrence Riley. I'm the president of Stanley. And we've all seen your video. Wow, what an ordeal. And we're all really glad you're safe. Thanks for sharing the video because, wow, it really shows how Stanley, our Stanleys are built for life. All right, Noah, bringing it down to our final two topics until we get the hell out of here. You're checking your watch, you're tapping your foot, you're done with this shit in your head already. So tell me about jealousy. Is there any aspect of uh, envy that uh, triggers, uh, this, this topic triggers, I should say? Yes, absolutely, yes. So the the the, uh, the buy guide, whatever it is, reached out to them, affiliate marketing. I've had my company, I've had many similar partners or potential partners reach out to me over the years. You know, you give me X, I'll I'll make back for you X plus Y, all that. And I tried some of these and I didn't try some. And every time I tried something like this, it was at best a waste of time and at worst a waste of time and money. This fucking worked like awesome for them. So I'm jealous that I never had an opportunity like this for my business. My business never went viral in Yes, as destructive as it is, I'm selfish enough to say, fuck that. I would love it if my <laughs> if my business were popular well beyond its value. Obviously, I think it has a lot of value, but, you know, it's not curing cancer. And your company is a, cent so, a century old as well, which is in common. A century old. Yeah. I inherited. My grandparents wouldn't even understand my company. No, Hiram, Hiram I, Tarna I, wouldn't understand. I, what, what, what ethnicity do you think I am? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, 
I'm jealous. I'm jealous that this opportunity came to them and not me, and it worked for them and not me. So yeah, sure, I'm jealous. Why not? Okay, well, I'll, I'll be honest about this topic. I sized up the shape and the volume, in particular, that's the active term of that cup. And I briefly wondered, Noah, if I, if I have a single flask in my possession, which could possibly hold as much single malt as one of them Stanleys. But then, you know what? I thought about that having too much of a good thing. I thought I abandoned that beautiful dream, Noah, for, for fear of flying too close to the sun. But that is just about the only thing that it triggered in terms of jealousy. I have vessels uh, that hold on to water. I think I do okay with water. I, I'm not really in need of anything that uh, moves water to my face. Uh, we're good over here. I live in I live in a pretty insulation-free, you know, a, je a jealousy-insulated zone. So, and uh, finally, Noah, what about the Flonian scale? Returning back to our favorite man, James, James Aloysius Fallon, um, who, by the way, I was listening to over the holiday on the podcast they did during the strike. The the late-night hosts got together and did Strike Force 5. It was um, all the major late-night late show hosts came together and they do, were doing a benefit podcast for their staff. And I was actually very edified that they pretty much just all took baseball bats to Jimmy Fallon the entire time because he's kind of, he's kind of a dull. <laughs> Wait, I thought Fallon wasn't on that. No, he, I thought Fallon was on. No, that. he was on it. He was on it. It's just that oh, they, but they were they were picking on him. Yeah, because he was he was revealed to not be a quick thinker. He was revealed to be a little duller. It's not. like yeah, but I just like of course not. I like the fact that these guys have a locker room environment where they're just they're not afraid to whip him with a towel. And yeah. frankly, sometimes it felt like they forgot there was an audience listening, which I was very happy about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, I compare this a lot to Supreme. It is like Supreme. It's actually worse than Supreme. So I took Supreme. I added something that's bad, but not terribly bad, just to make worse than Supreme, which is Visco Girls. You mentioned that. Yeah. It's similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Visco Girls was was at least original, right? And that came and went very Isn't fast. That Malcolm, Malcolm McLaren's Visco Girls go around the outside, around the outside. <laughs> Supreme plus Visco Girls times... 1.873. And that's on the XYZ axis where you find what's our topic? Oh, Stan, Stanley <laughs> what's Tumblers, our topic? the quencher. You know what's hilarious is that again, no one we, we had a lot. My cat is not. No one can see this paper, but so, the moment that Noah mentioned the integer, the digit integer, his cat walked in front and yes. lifted her asshole up. So like it was clear yes. to the camera. It was a real punctuation yes. mark. Sorry. No, it's it's Su your, your, Susie Susie has to mark her check. Your cat has the same flair for showmanship as you do, which I, I appreciate. You know, you go big, you go big with team. the buttons. You're a good team. Yeah. Well, I find this just as uh, tedious and loathsome and most likely know filled with just as much chemical and microplastics as fireball whiskey and also in, in terms of being a short-lived consumer item that is not something i really want to have a lot to do with with my face and my taste buds and my you know moving vessels liquid to my face i'm gonna i'm gonna mark it such as fireball whiskey here but uh, i believe that brings us uh, to the end of our show um our big yes. our big spectacular comeback gala episode that uh, we had a live audience for here at the Pauly pavilion it's it's been great seeing all your faces out well, there my cat was here that's our live audience yeah that's true you know i have very bad eyesight so i can't really mark and also a, what is it called facial uh, face blindness so i can't really tell the difference between one person or a thousand or, or whatever um, if you'd like to find past episodes uh, from, from uh, let, let's, let's say, last year or any of the other previous 100 years, 24 years, sorry, 24 years we've been doing the show, look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill, don't get it, at gmail.com. Go on the aggregators, give a review because that's how podcasts spread easily, uh, unless you're going to do word of mouth. You can definitely do that. I will take... Um, if you're going to do word of mouth, make sure that I'm somehow tagged in the conversation so I know when you've mentioned to somebody else. 
um, that this comes up because I want to, you know, I want to see this all real time. I want real confirmation and I want ego buff when you guys uh, share this and what you have to say about how good we do this at this show. But uh, I'm at, uh, at William Scurry on Twitter and Insta and Blue Sky and everything you can possibly want to reach me on. I'm there. YouTube.com slash AMC is where you'll find my uh, video products. Um, and I got some podcast stuff coming up on, on, on Wrong Reel. We're going to be talking about the naughty 90s towards the end of the month. That's a series. We've done four episodes. We're going to our fifth. It's a very pot, a very popular podcast ritual I found from the movie Roddy. And I will I will stump that closer to the date. Uh, but Noah will tell you where you can find him and how you can... When you say the naughty 90s, do you mean the 1990s or the 1890s? Naughty 90s, it's you know, the films of the 1990s. How there was a lot of saucy... 1990. Yeah, a lot of saucy material coming out. It was, it was the last... There were movies in the 18. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they're mostly film reels and trains arriving in stations in France. And People sneezing, that. stuff like that. And yeah, men being shot in the gut with cannonballs. Weird things. Yeah, Edward Moybridge. Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested in that, yeah. Uh, I'm interested in what you're doing anyway. I, I promise. See, there you go. Uh, anyway, I'm all about the Big Quiz thing. Big Quiz, that's my small business. BigQuizThing.com, uh, America's finest source of uh, private and corporate trivia events. Virtually, in person. A lot going on right now, but uh, always room for your events. So go to bigquizzing.com, get a personal consultation, a proposal, a live demo, what have you. Uh, and uh, you know, it's, it's all we really got to announce right now. I'm really social media. I don't have the brain space for that. So forget about it, folks. Uh, just go to bigquizzing.com and uh, make all your trivial dreams come true. All right, everybody. So until the next episode, we find out that a mommy blog makes our podcast the most popular show amongst Mormon moms in Provo. We We don't don't get it. it. An American Caesar Enterprises production 2024.